The Truth Sarah Report, Episode 7. Today's topic is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the doer, and Malcolm X, the talker. For decades, there have been a raging and hotly debated discussions and opinions based on the comparison of Dr. King and Malcolm X's philosophies and positions for the advancement and obtainment of human and civil rights for the Negro. Dr. King's vision and methodology for equal citizenship were based in the use of nonviolent strategies through the teachings of Mahathir and Gandhi. Gandhi's methods of nonviolent resistance and civil disobedience led to the defeat of over 100 years of British rule in India. His teachings were designed to shame the British empire's control by illuminating their inhumanity toward the Indian people. Dr. King believed that America's fundamental and cornerstone beliefs of Christianity, constitutional rights, and the British concept of individual property rights would force the nation to live up to its creed and constitution. Malcolm X's concept was dramatically opposed to Dr. King's in that America only respected violence because it was born of violence. Let's delve deeper into their developments and philosophies. First, Malcolm X. Malcolm was born Malcolm Little, and his early life was tainted by racial incidents, including the suspected murder of his father by a white supremacist group called the Black Legions. His choices of street hustling and drug sales led him to prison, where he was introduced to the teachings of the Nation of Islam leader, Elijah Muhammad. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad believed in a system of black separatism, self-reliance, and the Muslim religion. Malcolm changed his last name to X because he no longer wished to retain, by description, his slave master's name. Malcolm embraced his teachings and quickly rose in the Nation of Islam. As a Nation of Islam leader, speaking on the need of black people to seek and develop self-reliance in their humanity, economics, and need for self-protection, his measures of being hit meant to hit back resonated with black people, particularly the young radicals. Furthermore, it extended to the message by any means necessary to obtain our freedom. His early positions and philosophies were far different than Dr. King's. He often criticized Dr. King's methods as weak and unattainable because white people were blue-eyed devils. Due to his rise of national prominence, Elijah Muhammad and his relationship became strained. Some people believe that Elijah Muhammad was envious, but the larger issues were Elijah Muhammad was the founder and created the Nation of Islam, and he saw his organization as religious, not political, as well as producing undesired attention from the FBI and the CIA. The development of Dr. King's philosophies. First, Dr. King had received far more formal education with an undergraduate degree from Morehouse College and his PhD in divinity from Boston University, where the majority of his writings, books, notes, and speeches are housed. He was an ordained Baptist minister 
which helped him define his message of human and civil rights for the Negro through the Christian faith. In addition, as Gandhi's methods of shaming the British were his inspiration to shame America for its failure to uphold constitutional and Christian rights for its Negro citizens. The next chapter in his life would define him as a successful, accomplished producer of change in America. He is selected to lead the Montgomery Bus Boycott, which began his journey of gianthood. Ironically to this day, most Americans, including his black citizens, have no idea of his platform and his demands. First, he states without human rights, the Negro will never obtain civil, economic, political, or social rights. Second, he demands equal access on sitting anywhere on city buses. And third, equally as important, he demands X number of Negro bus drivers, mechanics, secretaries, and promotional opportunities. After 13 months, victory was won, which in later years would lead to the explosion in black employment and public mass transportation throughout the country, particularly the South. Atlanta's MARTA and Washington, D.C.'s Metro are two of the nation's largest systems. Both came into existence in 1970 and have had majority black employees as well as leadership by several black general managers. Next, he helps to form the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the SCLC, and becomes its first president. He and the SCLC began a series of numerous civil rights victories. In 1960, he led the Atlanta City-In campaign, which ended desegregation of downtown businesses and restaurants. In 1963, the Birmingham campaign, which led to the elimination of Jim Crow laws. Mass employment of blacks in the downtown stores and the firing of police chief Bull Connor. In addition, his jailing led to the inspiration of the letter from a Birmingham jail. Also in 1963, he led the March on Washington, where he delivered his most famous and one of America's greatest speeches 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation. The Negro is still not free. Ironically, the American media changes the name of the speech to I Have a Dream. In 1964, the St. Augustine campaign successes lead to the passing of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, including reducing racial discrimination in hotels and motel accommodations. In 1965, the Selma voting rights efforts began to be known as Bloody Sunday force America to witness its failure to its black citizens. The 1965 Voting Rights Act is passed by the United States Congress. Later, Dr. King became a champion in the War on Poverty, a.k.a. the Poor People's Campaign. He helped to convince President Lyndon B. Johnson to start and fund the massive social economic programs designed to reduce poverty and suffering of all poor American citizens. 
His strategies included the necessity for the employment of tens of thousands of workers to implement and serve the programs. Again, his efforts led to another explosion in black employment at the federal, state, and local levels. This is a major achievement not known by the masses, which helped to create the economic conditions and form the creation of the black middle class. In addition, he developed the Operation Breadbasket program in Chicago, which became the precursor to affirmative action. Also, in his push for the Poor People's Campaign, he requested a guaranteed basic income for all Americans, universal health care, labor law rights, and his open opposition to the Vietnam War, which he felt was morally wrong and took away tens of millions of dollars from needy American citizens. Again, because of Dr. King's ministry training, his organizational skills, along with the building of allies, led to the alliance of the Big Six, the NAACP, the National Urban League, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, known as SNCC, and Corps of Racial Equality, also known as CORE, and of course, the SCLC. The Civil Rights Movement was a well-organized and collective group working to eliminate segregation, the Jim Crow laws, and the attainment of human, civil, economic, social, and political equal rights. Malcolm X split with the Nation of Islam and went to Mecca on a spiritual journey. During his time of reflection, he embraced the more traditional message of Allah and began practices of the Sunni traditional Muslim teachings. He came to accept that violent means would not lead his Negro people to equality. Moreover, America would never grant a land territory and provide financial assistance in order for the Negro could become self-sufficient and more importantly, thrive. Malcolm X's importance to the black civil rights movement was symbolic. His desire for black people to develop self-respect, self-sufficiency, and equality are all to be appreciated and respected. However, he never formed an organization which was credited with the elimination of segregation, Jim Crow laws, or enacting federal, state, and or local legislation that enhanced the lives of black people. Dr. King's legacy is quite different. Thus, he was the architect and the implementer of change, a.k.a. the doer. Well, in the final analysis, action speaks louder than words. Thank you for listening to the True Say Report. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the doer, and Malcolm X, the talker, hosted by Jeffrey Hawkins. I would like to end my podcast with a quote from a great American writer, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. If a man has not found something worth dying for, he's not fit to live.